Okay, we'd like to welcome everybody to today's podcast, Rise Up with Orion. Um, just to recap, Rise Up, or I'm sorry, Orion means to rise up. And that's our goal here at Orion is to help everybody rise up and engage in their own health and wellness. And today we have Justin Olson with us from Blumquist Hale. He's a marriage and family therapist and a certified counselor and all those <laughs> good things that um, makes him the expert on how to deal with stress and avoid burnout. And that's what he's here to talk to us about today. So Justin, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you very much. Justin, before we get started, can you tell us just a little bit about your work as a therapist and also what you, uh, what Blomquist Hale is working to do? Sure, sure. So I've been a, a therapist for a little over seven years now. Um, I started out doing substance abuse counseling and, and that was really good. And, and then I kind of transitioned to doing a little bit more marriage and family therapy and, and trauma work and anxiety and depression and, and working with kids. And then after that, I transitioned to, to Blomquist Hell, where we, you know, we help, any, we help everybody with any type of life challenge. Um, that, that they might have. And so we work with, with businesses that, that have this benefit. And, and with them, the counseling for them is free and they don't need to be diagnosed with anything. They can, they can come in, you know, and, and meet with us and it's 100% confidential and it's paid for by their employer. And so they're, they're able to do that and seems to be a really, really good benefit with a lot of the stressful times that, that we're having in this year and every year, <laughs> but especially now. Right, right. Well, that's the thing, especially this year. I think there's a lot of extra stress, a lot of things. I can't tell you how many times I've said to my children, in fact, uh, I've never seen this happen before, so I don't know what's going to happen. They ask us like we're supposed to know, but it's new, right? it's new for us as adults too. So it's not like we've experienced a lot of these things before. So it is stressful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. I, I, I really like that we're having this conversation today, partly because I'd really like people to feel comfortable in accessing um, a, a counselor through their EAP if they find this time to be extra stressful or if they're having any, any particular stressor in their life. So tell me what you would say to someone that thinks uh, that if they, if they talk to a therapist, it means they you know, have a, a problem. I, that's a weird word to use, but right. how would you answer that? Yeah, yeah, that, that was a, that's been a theme in, in the past. Uh, luckily, we think that that's changing a, a little bit in that people are being a lot more open with, we all have something that we're dealing with. We all have things that we struggle with, whether it's stress or anxiety or some sadness or difficulties with, with children, all of these different things, we're all dealing with something. And it's being a lot more accepted that it's okay to, to talk to someone about it. And I think some of that acceptance is coming from people that have seen the benefit of that. And then also people that, that we think of as these great people are getting some type of counseling is, is seeming to help a little bit too. But but like I said, sometimes it is a little bit of a, a leap of faith to, to talk to someone and, and that's totally fair, you know, but like I said, it seems to help a ton. I know even, even with me, when I make a mistake or do something, I want to tell someone 
as soon as I can, especially someone that, that I care about, that cares about me, and I feel a ton better. So, so that's probably a simple way. Does, if that helps you, then ultimately a therapist would probably be really beneficial if you ever had things on a little bigger level that you would like to talk about. Yeah. One thing I've, I've noticed as a coach is that as people experiencing maybe a coaching relationship and they get used to talking to someone and sharing those things, a, a professional person, not just a, a relationship in their life. Um, sure. Often you'll run into people that, that would definitely benefit um, from a therapist. And because that door's already open and they've already had that exposure to, you know, talking with someone about things, then they, they uh, are more comfortable, <laughs> I guess, yeah. moving, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. finding a provider to give them that, that therapy. Right. So, right. Totally. It's great. Um, well, today we're talking about stress um, and avoiding burnout and, and managing our stress well. So I guess I want to ask you first, how big a problem, I mean, is stress even a problem? How big a problem is it for us? Yeah. I'd say a huge problem. For one, I, I think just because we, we all deal with it, it's, there, there's nobody that, that I've ever met or will ever met that hasn't dealt with some stress or isn't dealing with some stress in that moment. And, you know, there's a lot of statistics and everything that goes behind that. You know, there's, there's research that backs up that, you know, 75 to 90% of the reasons we go to the doctor is because of stress, because it, you know, taxes our immune system and, and makes it more likely that we're going to get sick or that we're going to struggle or have some cardiovascular disease or, or whatever it is. And so stress is a big cause of us struggling. And, and there's different types of stress. But, but ultimately, if, if it's stress that we just bottle up and we're just struggling with it, then that can turn into be a really big health issue, physical health, along with mental health. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting statistic, like 75 to 80%. And I know at times when I notice that I'm under stress, I can physically feel it. You know, it's right. not, it's not all in my mind. It is in my body. <laughs> right? right. So right. how do, I mean, what are some ways that stress manifests itself to us? Yeah, good. Really good question. I, I would, a lot of different ways and that's everybody probably feels it differently, you know, and, and, and that's a, a good thing for you to think about what, what happens to me when I feel stressed. I, I know there's, there's triggers for me, you know, whether it's, I have some stress in, in my shoulders or I can feel like my chest tightening a, a little bit or, you know, so different things. And it, it does have a very physical thing along with, with mentally, I, I probably feel a little bit more scattered, you know, about what I need to do and, and what's, what should be the priority. And so physically it, it does along with, with mental health wise, it does cause us some, some trouble and, and it's good to know which triggers are yours. That's true. I would say if you asked my husband, he'd say I get irritable as well <laughs> <laughs> when I'm under stressed. And I think that's probably true. He's the right. recipient of that irritability. I think if that happens to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, I think that's a lot of it. <laughs> 
Well, if stress can be so bad, I mean, I also feel like there are times it can be good, right? Right, right, totally, totally can. So, so stress, like I said, it can motivate us. And, and that's why we want to manage it rather than, than take it away. Stress is very motivating. You set a goal and that's a, you're putting a stress on yourself to achieve something in a matter of time or something that's really important to you. And so achieving things that are important is, is great and, and, and helps us to be more successful. I know a lot of people have probably had jobs before that, that don't really stress them, that doesn't cause them to have to do something or be creative or, or to do things that they have to interact with. And ultimately those jobs, we don't love that that doesn't help us to be successful and that doesn't help us get what we want. Even if we're getting paid. Okay. If it's not pushing us, then we don't feel good about it. And it would be so much better for us to be in a job that pushes us rather than a job that we make lots of money and don't have to do anything. We won't stay in that long and we won't be happy in that, that type of job, even though it sounds like it would be nice. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? I remember back in college, I worked a retail job and the slow days where we just stood there was, were terrible. I would take, you know, a black Friday over, yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing to do all day. Probably for that reason, there's just no meaningfulness in yeah. dull work, I guess. <laughs> so that don't, doesn't push us. That's a really good, that's a really good point. Um, I think when I think back to the accomplishments that I'm proud of in my life, they all involve stress, every single one of them, you know, graduating from college or, um, you know, sports or becoming a parent or all those things. I mean, they were all very stressful events, but they're also yeah. the biggest parts, right? To life. Right. So, and, and I would, I would tell you just to go along with that. Everything that's good in our life is hard. Mm. to some extent and it's hard because it's stressful it's hard because it takes work and that work causes us to have a little bit of stress and so if we see this as something that's important and something that we can overcome that's more of a challenge rather than an obstacle that we can mm -hmm. overcome then we're going to be a lot more successful with that thing that is really important to us yeah absolutely I have to throw this in just because it's a big day today. We actually bought a new house today. Right before this oh, wow. webinar, I signed 8 million documents and um, that's been stressful, but yeah, it's a big moment. Wow. It's a big thing, you know, and you're right. It's hard, but good. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, have to throw that out there. It's a big day. <laughs> that's fantastic. And even though it's, it's a great thing, even though it's a fantastic thing that you've been looking for, it causes a little bit of stress. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Well, so one thing you talked about, um, before was, was eustress and I've never heard that word E U. S-T-R-E-S-S. -S. Uh -huh. tell, you know. tell us about that. Yeah, so, so you stress, so, so distress is that negative type of stress that causes us trouble. And you stress is going to be the, the positive type of stress that's, that's short term, that we believe we can overcome, and that's motivating to us. So it's like it's the deadlines, it's the goals. It's perceiving things as this is going to help me to be successful, even though it's difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, even though I'm signing all of these papers and doing all of this stuff, my reward at the end is I get a new house. Right. And I'm really excited about that. 
And so, so like I said, you stress is, is the positive side of stress, which is, which is very much out there. It's really our perception of what we're looking for determines if it's going to be a you stress or a distressing event. It's kind of just uh, the, how we think about it and the thoughts we assign to right. that stress, right? Yeah. That's yeah. good to know. You stress is what we want rather than, than distress. Right. And, and right. we get to decide <laughs> what it's going to be. So that's great. That's great. Okay. And then the other thing I wanted to make sure I asked you about is you had shared a quote with me about, about space between. Yeah. How, yeah. You say it. I, I can't say it. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me, let me read it to you. So I, so I don't mess it up. It's, it's this, it's from Victor Frankl, but he says between stimulus and response, there is a space in that space is our power to choose our response in our response lies our growth and our freedom. And so with that, what that means to me is, you know, stimuluses happen, things happen, the coronavirus happens, earthquakes happen, you know, difficult things, stressful events are going to happen in our lives. And there's a space in between the response, in, be in between what we decide to do. And we have the power to choose what that response is going to be. And when we choose positive things and when we choose things that are going to uplift us, then we are going to grow and we're going to have more freedom because of this. We have the power to choose negative things and that's going to reduce our freedom and our growth. One, one interesting thought about that is, is that quote is what Stephen R. Covey read before he you know became really motivated to do a lot of this stuff and that's what prompted him to write his book the, the seven habits of highly effective people and so that's a very powerful quote to show us you know how we can be successful in in choosing what we want choosing our growth through choosing our freedom that's awesome i think that's one thing you know one common stimulus i guess we've all been faced with or circumstance is this coronavirus right and we can kind of choose our response whether we're going to try to thrive through this situation or or not um it's kind of a good example of right. <laughs> where we're kind of in that space right. right where we're deciding how we're going to respond to to that circumstance right so right and, and it doesn't, one thing with that, it doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean this mm. coronavirus situation is, is easy. It just means that there's ways that we can find at least a neutral, but most likely some positive thing that, that we can get out of it. You know, whether it's spending more time as, as a family, whether it's, you know, realizing what's truly important in our lives. You know, whether it's finding ways to, to get outside, finding new hobbies, you know, so this has kind of helped us. This, we always talk about how we don't have enough time mm -hmm. to get everything done. It, you can look at this coronavirus in that it has caused us to have more time with the people that are important to us and, and more time even to ourselves to reflect on what, what's truly important. So you can look at it as, well, I don't get to do all the things I used to do, or now I have the opportunity to make some progress and to do some things that I've never done. 
and to even look towards the future about how I'm going to be when things normalize a little mm. bit. Yeah, that's a good point to look to that future and and think on that because really that is where we're choosing our response to that stimulus by how, how we're looking at it and, and thinking about it. So the nice thing about that is, is if you can, I mean, I, I think I said to you before, thinking about thinking sometimes hurts my head, <laughs> but if you can identify that negative emotion in yourself, and if you can identify those, those negative thoughts that maybe aren't helping you um, respond in the ways you want to, then um, it, it gets really exciting. You know, you can change, I guess, you know, there's a quote, uh, someone here at Orion had said, and that's, you know, we make the weather, right? So you can decide um, sure. based on your thinking and, and those thinkings are going to create that positive emotion to, to drive you to get have right. a good day, I guess. Yeah, right. There, there's an interesting, it's, you know, thinking about control, and, and thinking about, you know, kind of an internal locus of control, which means that you believe you make things happen. You make the weather, just like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And so you, you can be really successful and, and you can make that stuff happen rather than an external locus of control means that things happen to me that I don't have control over. Things happen that I just have to deal with. You know, and so then it's like, well, why am I trying? Why am I putting in all this effort if it's, there's nothing I can do about it? But and that, we, right, go ahead. I just say that feeling helpless is, uh, is no fun. And we don't perform well when we feel helpless, do we? <laughs> right. Yep, yep, I agree. Well, that's, that's awesome. I, I love this conversation because I think it's so applicable and we all can improve <laughs> in no, how we, sure. how we approach <laughs> For sure. So you had said um, you like to teach this concept or this concept of stress management um, with with the analogy of a reservoir. Uh -huh. Can you yeah. explain the reservoir to us? Yeah, yeah, I totally can. One of my favorite ways to to explain stress management is 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 just thinking about a reservoir, and all a reservoir is it's a it's a healthy balance of of water. And most likely there, there's water coming out for, for different reasons, for drinking or, or for electricity. But there also needs to be water put back in through rain or snow or from a river, whatever it is. So there's water going in. And a reservoir isn't doing its job if it's not having enough water going in. And to some extent, it's not doing its job if it's not putting out the water that, that, that people need. And so one thing to think about is our ability to manage stress is very similar to that. We are always going to have things that are causing us stress, whether that's work or family or the coronavirus or watching the news, all of these different things, just change in general causes us to have some stress. And that's pulling water out of our reservoir and making it more difficult to handle life. And if we let that continue to happen without putting water back in, then before long, it's going to look like a desert. And that's when people get overwhelmed. That's when people can't handle anymore. That's when they have breakdowns. All that is, is that you don't have any water in your reservoir. And so you have to think about how do I put water back in? 
and there's there's a thousand ways to put water back in. I I like to to think of five in the beginning, and and the first three are you know what are you eating? Are you getting some exercise? And are you getting enough sleep? And those three intermixed to how you're going to feel every day. You know, hugely, lots and lots of research and data on all three of them and how beneficial they are to, to how we're going to feel every day. But if you're not getting enough sleep, then your, your memory's not going to be as good. You're not going to have energy for the next day. And you're just not going to feel like you can do all the things that you would. And then same thing with exercise. If you're exercising and, and the goal would be to try to get 30 minutes a day, you know, and, and so that's kind of the, the beginning goal. Mm-hmm. And it can be, for me, I would tell you, do the exercise that you enjoy. Yes, there might be some that are better than others, but if it's if you don't enjoy it, then it's not going to be very likely that you're going to keep doing it. So do what, what makes you happy and that can put a lot of water back in your reservoir. And, and at the same time, it's going to help you sleep better and it's going to help your body function so much better. Same thing with, with eating. If we're putting in fast food all of the time and processed food and things like that, then your body isn't going to feel as well as it could and you're not going to feel like you have the energy to exercise. You're, you're going to suffer from more stress or anxiety and depression and things like that. So that's why those are so important. And then it's, it's talking to people that you, can, that you trust and that you feel comfortable with and, and that you know have your back. You know that they can be empathetic. You know that you know, they want to be a part of your life. And so it's people that you've built trust with is, is very important. And then the, the last one is, is doing some things that, that make you happy. There's not very many happy people out there that aren't doing some things that make them happy. And so it might take sitting down and, and making a list of some things that I can do that make me feel good, that I lose myself in for that amount of time. And I don't have to think about stress or whatever. It, I just do it. You know, and, and, and it can be anything. It could be going for a walk. It could be crocheting. It could be talking with a friend. It, it doesn't matter. It matters that it makes you happy. And so I need to make sure to put some of those in my schedule. So, so those are five that I start out with, but there's a thousand others that can be truly beneficial for you. I love those five. They kind of all highlight um just how the mind and the body and the spirit are all connected and we can't neglect one. You know, it's funny that to, to add, to manage our stress and to add back to our reservoir and to feel our best, you know, really emotionally and mentally, we need sleep and exercise and healthy food. You'd think those are just physical things, but they really impact our mental and emotional state. Right. Right. Um, the interesting thing is that's all over the research and the data. Any books that you'll read on mental health or, or feeling good or getting out of depression, or th- you're going to read about sleep, exercise, and what you're eating. And it's hugely important. I, did, I wanted to highlight that fact too because I think for someone listening, they might be like, oh my gosh, sleep and exercise, are you serious? That is, I wanted you to tell me something, but I know that. But but these are foundational and these aren't just good suggestions. This is science. Like science 
has proved all of these things to be essential to feel our best. So we got to stop resisting these good suggestions and make them happen, right? Right. And I honestly, I've seen it over and over working with people, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll talk to them, I'll talk to them about the reservoir and and everything like that. I'll talk to them about those five and, and obviously many others, and I'll have them put goals on, okay, which one out of these five would you like to start working on? Mm -hmm. And they'll come back in in a couple weeks and say, things are going a lot better. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing differently? Well, I'm going for a walk. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, doing that with my husband, I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get more sleep and I just feel like I have more energy and I'm happier. And, and so I've seen it over and over how much, how much it really helps, even though it seems like a small thing, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. They seem small, but really that's, that's how all of life is. It's those foundational pieces is right. are, are essential and that's why they are foundational, I suppose. Um, one thing I want to say about these, these things too, is, um, this is where the work you do and the work that Orion does overlaps because the Orion health coaches do this all day long to help people set those goals and create these habits and do these things that make us function our best and feel our best. And so I guess to anyone listening, if you're not taking advantage of your Orion health coach and talking to them about these things, um, take advantage. That's what it's there for. So make sure to take advantage of that. And then the other thing, um, you had talked about as far as communicating your stress and doing the things you enjoy, those are also so critical, you know, to wellness. So I love that you brought up all of those, um, those ideas. So that's, that's great. Now, um, so tell us just a little bit, I know you're going to be joining us here next month. Tell mm-hmm. us just a little bit about what you, um, what, give us a, a teaser as far as what you want to uh, discuss next. Yeah. Time. You can't yeah. Us again. Yeah. So, so next time we're, we're going to talk about being resilient and how to bounce back from difficult things, you know, and, and how to deal with those as successfully as possible. Cause we know they're going to happen. You know, in, in one of our statistics with, with Blomquist Hell, we know one in five people are going to have something really difficult happen to them mm. this, that year. And all of us might be able to say that this year. Right. And, and so <laughs> the more that we can learn how to bounce back and, the, and what we can do to be able to bounce back a little bit quicker or a little bit more successfully is, is exactly what we're going to talk about next time. And, and, managing stress is is one of the big ways to do that because then we feel like we can we can take anything that happens if we're confident in our own abilities and we're optimistic then that helps us to bounce back more quickly and know that we're going to be okay same thing with like i said managing that stress it's thinking about well is this an obstacle that i can overcome or something that i'm never going to be able to overcome Mm. and what people that are resilient believe that they're going to be more successful and they're going to be able to work through it. Okay. Yeah. And then of course that, that just makes all the difference. It changes the outcome for sure. So, oh, well, we all want to be more resilient. That's for sure. So I I'm looking forward to the next piece of this 
of, of this information you're sharing with us next month. And, and thank you again for sharing with us everything you ha uh, did today and for all the wisdom you have. I appreciate your time and your willingness to come, uh, come talk to me today on the podcast. Yeah. So. yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Perfect. Well, we'll go ahead and sign off for today and just make sure for those listening that you join Justin and I next month uh, to, as we continue this conversation and move more into, into resilience. So thanks again, Justin. Yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. See ya.